Etchings, a Ferrochrome podcast. The Great Illusion. My son was 12 years old, and I had raised him alone in the city and felt it was time to at least think about dating. My son, Bryn, set me up on the local dating site on my little netbook, and I wrote my profile, posted an adequate photograph, and I was off into the world of online dating. I met a few men, but no sparks flew. In fact, most of the men barely looked like their photos. I had a few escape lines after meeting up with them for coffee and feeling I really need not waste any more of their time or mine. I would say I had a doctor's appointment, but I remember the unusual excuse was I had put my back out moving my furniture and had to go home and lie down. Silly, really. But sitting in a coffee shop with an unattractive, to me, stranger, was just wrong. I continued to browse the many profiles and kept going back to look at one that caught my fancy. I would have to say the attraction to this guy was the mischievous twinkle in his eye and his long hair. I sent him a wink and later that evening he responded with a note suggesting we move off the dating site and start chatting to each other on MSN Messenger. Well, this was all a new experience for me as I had never used computers much, just a little at my work, so was a complete noob, as the saying goes. Or is it newbie? I'm not sure. My son helped me get on MSN Messenger and then started my intense online relationship with the mischievous Daniel. We would message late in the afternoons and resume after dinner. I would get pretty excited messaging Daniel as he proved to be very intelligent, witty, and clever with a hilarious sense of humor. I was really falling for him and I hadn't even met him yet. He seemed to not want to meet up with me in person for some reason. I was getting antsy to meet him and was becoming obsessive as two months had passed since we first connected. It just seemed unnatural not to get on with it. He told me his 10-year marriage had recently dissolved, so I assumed he really wasn't ready to get involved in another relationship right away. I certainly could understand that reasoning, and so I waited and waited, and another month passed. Because we wrote each other every day, I was very attached to him, and it actually felt as if I was in a relationship already with him. I know that sounds strange, but it's true. Daniel posted some other photographs of himself with his long blonde hair, which, as I said, I have a weakness for, and he was standing beside a motorcycle. These photos were taken in England, where he was born and grew up. He showed me photos of his village, and my heart softened more each day for this stranger. Finally, one late afternoon, as summer was coming to an end, I said, let's meet at a pub nearby my place. He said, sure. Which really surprised me. He'd take a cab there and meet me at seven. I got all dolled up and drove up the hill to the pub with great anticipation. It was really all too unrealistic. 
But I had created this non-relationship and so wanted it to work out. I got to the bar and nervously ordered a drink, searching the door every second. It was a quiet time of evening and no one was around except the bartender and a few waitresses. Then suddenly, a very strange, very unattractive guy appeared with long, straggly hair and a pockmarked face, faintly bearing the resemblance of the Daniel I was writing to online. As I was the only woman in the place, the stranger slowly walked towards me. I thought, oh my God, it is Daniel, and was absolutely horrified and wanted to run away at that very moment. But because of my West Side upbringing, I knew I had to politely face the music. I quickly realized that he must have photoshopped his picture online, which he had told me was 10 years old. We introduced ourselves and he ordered a drink. We sat and talked a while, but I had to get to the bottom of why I had really fallen for this guy, just through our online conversations. I wasn't ready to completely throw in the towel. So out of the blue, I suggested we drive down to Spanish Banks to the beach. We walked along the sand and as ugly as he was, I started seeing what a beautiful person he really was. I then suggested we go to another pub that had a band playing, which we did. We danced there and I could still feel a strong attraction to him, even though he looked so different from the guy in the photographs online. He had definitely photoshopped them all. The whole thing was pretty ridiculous, but I guess partly because I was lonely for male companionship, we continued dating. After three months, I asked him to move in with me. My son just loved him and we laughed and shared many great times together. He had a job in North Van that he wanted to quit and did, but his search for a new job was endless. He tried for many jobs and did finally land one, but was let go after one week. He then spent the entire summer on his computer looking for work and playing video games late into the night. While I had to go to work early in the morning and get my boy off to school, so things would definitely have to change. Well, things did not change, so one day I told Daniel he would have to move out. It took several months for him to find a place, and in the end, I had to lend him money just to get him out of my apartment. We remained friends for a few years after all this, but in all the time we were together, I never asked him about his photoshopped pictures and why he had misrepresented himself. In the end, I realized that I was the fool. The moment I first laid eyes on him, I should have excused myself and left the bar, but I didn't. I had to try and make sense of the strange online attraction. I guess I learned that he had a beautiful soul beneath that gruff and rough exterior. I never did go back to online dating after this unusual experience, and I'm happily in a healthy long-term relationship with a man I met at the very pub where I first met Daniel. Etchings, part of the Faircrumb Podcast Network.